Welcome to Rookie Designer, episode 179. My name is Jake Van Ness from Graphic Precision, and I'm here with my co-host, Carl, from Holy Carp Design. How you doing, Carl? Pretty good. Um, I think we're a little late to this this weekend, aren't we? Yeah, there's nothing like recording Monday morning when I'm supposed to have this out at noon on Monday, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a little late. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how, how fast I can edit this. So... Why don't we jump right into design news? What do you have this week? Uh, this one's a little less about design and more about, I guess I would say you could start building your brand on certain um, tenants. And one of those is trust. Uh, this article that I read today was about declining trust among Americans may be sending us to a grave sooner. So Okay. Yeah. Well, within the leadership training field, uh, which is a lot of my client base, they talk about trust. They talk about building trust and storytelling and all, all that. And I think within business, um, having trust is important. So going through this article, you'll find that Americans uh, that they were studying from a pretty wide period, 1978 to 2010, uh, a lot of people are dying sooner because... Um, the individual levels of trust have gone down and that's true of our leadership for this country. It's true of some business, some businesses have failed us and, and, you know, with the 2008 stock crash and, you know, just um, businesses that aren't looking out for the consumer. So I tie this back to kind of running my own business. I want to base my business on trust and some of the ways to, do that is by having open feedback with your clients. And we've talked about this before, but I've had one client say, you know, I'd, I'd like you to be a little more responsive in time. And I had to kind of tell him, you know, I'm your project, the way things work with his, the project is they try and do these revisions after revisions and they want immediate responses. And that's just not the way that this works. Um, so having this feedback loop is a good way to build trust, but also being able to deliver on time or do what you say you can do within, uh, the time helps build trust too. So, um, well, and, I, and I think with social media and stuff, going back to what you were talking about with the article with trust, there's a lot more transparency than there used to be. I think there was this la la land that sometimes people lived in, even though some people still live there, there's this thing where now with social media everything's a lot more transparent so when a business screws up and breaks that trust it's a lot more apparent for people to be able to see that and it's the same thing for us as a small business it's really important that we don't break that trust because they can post a review on social media they can publicly uh, i don't want to say shame you but publicly voice their opinion about the negativity they have and we all know that negativity is spouted more often than positivity and that's part of it too is they think there's a lot more negativity and so people are a lot more stressed out and a lot more less trusting and so yeah i could see where that all translates to how does it end up affecting your life and your health and your overall age at the end right but i and think I'm like any of these studies i think it's all like 
clickbait headlines and, and gimmicky crap because I always say, you know, one day it's good to drink coffee, the next day it's not, the next day it's good to drink wine instead of coffee, and the next day it's not. Sometimes you drink coffee and wine together and it's okay. So I it I think there's this whole thing where there's a lot of science like this that's a bit it's of BS. Plus science instead of yeah. Plus yeah, yeah, and that could be true, but um, I try and foster this uh, level of trust with the people I work with, at least. Um, I, and I'm, uh, I am slow to trust online reviews um, that are negative because they could always come from a certain angle, a uh, disgruntled customer that was a problem customer or something. I also am slow to trust glowing reviews that uh, don't have specifics. So, um, you know, I'm going to live longer because I trust the people I work with, but that online trust I may be lacking in. So we'll see. Yeah. It it is interesting to to see how that all ties together. Yeah. What do you got? So I have this really interesting thing that Disney is developing for a documentary series called Ink and Paint. And what it is, is it's based on the Disney-sanctioned history book by the same name. And it seems to specifically talk about the women who were involved in animation early on and, and a lot of the classics and what that was like for them. And and it says here they even had a... Looks like a recent interview with Ruthie Thompson, the 108-year-old Disney veteran who started in animation in 1937. 108! Like, I read that at first, and I was like, what? But that's pretty cool. So yeah, they're putting together a uh, documentary series. It looks like it's going to be out in late 2019. I have a feeling that this will be on their specific streaming service, because as we all know, everybody is now breaking out, coming up with their own individual streaming service, and Disney is no different. So it'll be interesting to see what this is about. I mean, I, I love things like this where it really goes into the history of of things like this, like animation, who was involved in the early stages of animation. And I, I love documentary series like this. So I'm really interested to see. Now, there is a book, like I said, it's based on a book that came out in, looks like September 2017. And it's Ink and Paint, The Women of Walt Disney's Animation. So that that is available on Amazon, it is not cheap at forty bucks, but it is definitely it's a, it's a tabletop type of book to have to look through and see the history. So I'll have a link to that and also the article on the series that's coming to Disney. So it'd be really cool to see how they how they do that documentary. But to interview somebody at a hundred and eight, that's incredible. It really right. is. That is pretty awesome. So we'll have. Both of these links for the You're Gonna Die Early Because You're Stressed Out and Don't Trust Anybody article and the one from Disney in the show notes. And the show notes can be found at rookiedesigner.com slash rd179 for episode 179. So you had a really good topic. You seem to be on a roll lately with your topics. So you've got a really good one again this week. So what do you got? So this one I called Happy Stance, which I'm calling a happy circumstance when some great opportunity comes your way, you need to be ready to receive and achieve it. Um, so sometimes uh, when you see that your uh, work is not, your work is roaring or it's kind of 
you know, you're ending a project and you, you see something come up that is perfect in every way, perfect client, perfect project type, perfect uh, dollar amount to make it worth your time. Um, and you and I have seemed to have a couple of these come our way. Um, and I, one of them I got through a visitor from my BNI chapter, he set up an, um, an interaction between me and a local uh, marketing agent uh, agency that wants to do some uh, virtual learning. And nice. as you know, I've been working within Adobe Connect. And at this point, I'm coming as the professional who has the webinar platform that he, he can use. He had not even considered. He's like, I want to do three webinars. I said, well, I can do that for you. I can help you with that. That is really wants, cool. He wants a brand. He wants a PowerPoint. He wants a one sheet. These are all within my wheelhouse. And this is the perfect project for me right now because it's such a great name and so, such a great design. And it's the thing exactly that I was looking for. It is funny how that happens. And one of the things that I've definitely learned over the years of being in business for myself is you're going to have your ups and downs. You're going to have your your dry spells where you're kind of like, ooh, like what's going on? And I know like big business people are always going to say, well, you should be prepared for that and you should be marketing so that you don't have dry spells. As a solopreneur, it happens. I mean, I know this time of year things tend to wind down a little bit. And so it was funny because I'll get back to my situation, but actually I went to the gym this morning with a client friend of mine and he was telling me about how he is. So he's a, a renovator. He's a con construction guy, does tiling. And he's hooked up with a tile shop that specifically tiles and flooring is what they sell. So he is hooked up with this individual. And the guy has been able to pass a lot of business on to him. And he said, you know, it's really interesting. I would buy tile from him once in a while, but I never really took the time to have a conversation. And I think that's kind of that same idea where it kind of just eventually facilitated itself into a business relationship that gave that happy situation where now he can send that business to him. And so it kind of the same thing with me. Like I, I had a client reach out to me and I, I always laugh about this because I have a website. I don't particularly utilize it nearly as well as I should and every time somebody calls me that I don't know who they are, obviously the first question I ask them is, hey, is this somebody from BNI that referred you or how did you hear about me? And when they say website, I'm always like, wait, you found my website online? Like, I didn't know that was possible. But it, it is funny that I forget that that's why that's there. And I actually had somebody reach out to me earlier last week that was like, hey, you know, we're, we're a organization that uses InDesign and InCopy in-house, but we don't really have good training for it. And we have a bunch of user manuals that were built in there, and we're trying to figure out if our workflow is the best that it can be. Should we be moving things to maybe a different platform, such as Word, as much as that makes me cringe? Or is there other things that we should be doing? And I, and I first was like, Holy cow, somebody uses InCopy? <laughs> yeah, <What>? and, and <laughs> so yet the, um, what they're asking is exactly what I had asked of you when I was uh, on my honeymoon. I had you kind of do those types of manuals for my client, all in Word. This was a skill set that you had 
you had had but not used, and now you're at, you have clients asking you for the very same solution or to present a series of solutions. We had a pretty good call about that. Yeah, and I, and that's again going back to the happenstance of it was they found me online, they reached out to me, and I was like I said, holy cow, somebody uses in copy, and holy cow, somebody called me and actually said the word InDesign and, and knows what that is was really cool. But I think the thing that it really made me step back and think about is something that I, I'm hearing a lot more about now online, and that is patience. I think there's a lot of designers that want that happenstance to happen right away. They want that they want to have those great calls. They want to have those great projects. They want to have those big money projects, but they don't realize that it takes time to build your business up to the point where some of that can come to you. And some of that is attitude. Some of that is what you put out there is what you get back. So if you have a positive attitude, positivity will come back. But I think some of it too is being patient. And I think you and I both, like I said, you, you have your ups and downs. And when you have your downs, don't throw your hands up in the air and give up. Like, be patient and work through it, and something will come of it. And I think that's something, and that's what I was going to say earlier, is that's something I've really learned in my business is with those ups and downs, if I'm patient, things will roll again. Things will start moving again. But it's really awesome when you get those calls about, those type of project because you get excited you get really jazzed you get really motivated and they're fun and that's what makes what we do a lot of fun is when you get those calls so it, it was it was really cool and it was funny because i came out of that meeting and the first thing i did is i reached out to carl and said hey i gotta talk to you because it was so much in line with what you had brought me in to work on but from the other side from the word side and like I said, I was like, I was cringing at the fact of, do I really need to convert all of this stuff to words so that they can work on it internally without the struggles they're having right now? Now, I got to be honest, this person who had no idea what InDesign was when she first sat down with it was doing fairly well with making the small edits that she needed to make. But I could tell that she was probably going to pull all her hair out if she had to do this on a regular basis. So it was about that situation of it just happened to be there. Now, it happenstance, happy happenstance happens for a reason. Right. When you put the things in place to allow them to happen, they happen a lot more. So as much as I don't use my website very often, the website being there is how she found me. Right. My relationship with you and developing my skill set because you brought me into those projects allows me to feel much more comfortable going into somebody and saying, okay, we have these options that we can do. And just being available, saying yes. I think that's something where she could have thrown the word out, hey, I want to convert these InDesign files to Word. And I could have immediately said, hell no, and hung up the phone. But instead... I recognize that by saying yes, one, it gives me the opportunity to sit down in front of her and say, okay, what is really going on? Because a lot of times the first conversation you have isn't everything. It's not, it's not even the small percentage of what they're really trying to do. So by saying yes, you allow that 
happenstance to develop into something better. But again, it's about having those things in place that allow those things to happen for you. Right. And I think I've talked about it before. It's being, um, what is the, there's a saying something about, um, circumstances being ready for the circumstances as they happen. I'm not sure if that's, uh, the concept of engineering serendipity, which we had talked about a few months ago, but, um, it's, planting seeds and being ready for things as they come, either finding stuff that comes up with your skill set or just casting a wider net. Um, I've had conversations these past couple months where people have reached out mainly just for quotes and, and for those types of projects that I've um, been looking for, the webinars, the, the online learning and that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, you plant those seeds, you, you give them a response and then you may not hear from them for a couple months because they they either need to be your your champion and trying to launch the project internally with their clients, or you know they they're just allocating stuff for the next year, especially at the end of the the quarter last quarter in this coming quarter, they may be launching an initiative for 2019, and I've got kind of a couple irons in the fire right now for that. Meanwhile, uh, a client that I had thought was shutting down, turning down the lights on all this stuff, has come roaring back and saying, we need to get all of this done before the end of 2018. <laughs> and again, you say you told me before that this is kind of the quiet period, and I'm hoping to be able to offload a bunch of work your way to help support my business. I've also done the same with the Art Owls. I've, had, I've given them more work in the last few weeks um, because I've got all of this stuff kind of converging. And um, because of their support the last few years, I can now trust them. So I'm going to live longer, by the way, uh, <laughs> to help support my business. And they, they can do the work to a level of quality that I know um, I, I can put my name behind. And, and I think being, being patient, because I think we were talking about yeah. with people dealing with their budgets for next year. I mean, I, I have a long-term client that, I had to present a bunch of numbers too so that they can put them in their budget for next year. The good thing about that is if they're putting numbers that I'm giving them into their budget for next year, most likely I'm the one that's going to be doing the work. So it's a good situation to be in. But it's being patient with those projects that are new that may not need to be done until next year. Just be thankful that your clients are thinking ahead. Because you and I both know that we normally get the clients that January 1st, you're like, oh, now I need to put a budget together for 2019. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> so, I think, yeah, I think that reminds us. Um, I've never I'm celebrating my first year of um, Holy Carp next on this Thursday, November 1st. Awesome. Um, that whole budgeting thing is a foreign concept. And I think I really need <laughs> to start thinking about that. Yeah, I, I, I laugh because I I have been torturing myself. I love BNI, but I've been torturing myself with some of the learning that's that I have to do through their BNI university. And I laugh because some of the stuff they talk about is setting business goals. And I'm like, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> like I, I my I'll be completely honest. My business goal is to still be in business at the end of the year. 
that is not the best business goal to have, especially since I've been doing this for quite a while at this point. And it's like, I really should have some goals. But same thing with budgeting. I've never really sat down and thought about that stuff. And I think that comes with maturity. That comes with business maturity. That comes with building relationships too. Because you eventually build a relationship with a bookkeeper or an accountant that you can sit down and say, okay, I need to think about my budget. I need to think about my numbers. But I need somebody else that understands it a little bit better. But all of that comes with being in business over a period of time. Like, I laugh. Some people think that they have to know all that going into business. And you've really got to be careful that you don't put too much pressure on yourself. You really need to, to allow yourself to grow that way. And, and back to the, the happenstance stuff is I've had some really good situations happen because I'm kind of free-flowing with my business, where I can say yes to some different projects. Like, I I did my first video project recently, and if that was completely foreign to me. I mean, I had done, I'd played around with it, I had done some, but I had a customer that trusted me to try that. I got past another thing to realize is to get past your fear. Because if you can mm-hmm. past your fear, again, this is all about setting yourself up so that those happy happenstance come to you. If you don't, if you're so scared of doing anything new, you're never going to see that thing that's going to come to you because you're going to be so shielded from it and so afraid of it that it's going to go find somebody else to do it. Yeah. So it's about setting yourself up so that those things happen for you. Absolutely. So I think we're going to keep this one a little bit shorter. Yeah. Uh, mostly because I got to edit this. Um, and let's go into our recommendations this week. Sure. I know you've got a really cool one. Yeah. So uh, having gotten married, um, I spoke to my videographer. We were getting a little anxious because it's been a couple months. But I know that the wedding season has slammed all of these people um, with work for this past year. Um so uh, Matt from Fisher Video re- reached out to me on Sunday and he said, right, your video is ready, your preview video. And I'm excited to share this with um, family and friends. And uh, my endorsement, this uh, recommendation this year goes out to Fisher Video and New Hampshire Video Productions. Um, Matt, who owns both businesses, does both commercial and uh, wedding-based biz- um, videography. And I actually look forward to hiring his commercial side to do some videos for my new website because I want to talk about philosophy of design and do some of these videos to help talk about my business. So um, recommendation for uh, Fisher Video. He is amazing in all he does. He has a great sense of humor. He has a second shooter, which is amazing. And he's got this doggy cam, which is a <laughs> GoPro on a harness. and. It has some fun results. Um, thank you, Matt, for all the work that you've done and uh, look forward to working with you in other f- future endeavors. I'm only getting married once, so... Yeah, that, that's wedding. important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Commercial endeavors. Yes. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I got a chance to see his video and I thought it was spectacular. I mean, obviously, where you got married was so amazing and so 
photogenic and just absolutely amazing to see in video. I mean, his aerial shots of the castle and stuff were just outstanding. And then, yes, the doggy cam was awesome. It was everything that I, I expected it to be. And it was hilarious because it was it totally was your dog's personality, which is I know I need to be somewhere, but oh, there's something over there. And, and it was so funny to watch. It, it yeah. was really cool. And it, very, very, very good work. And I was and really there, impressed. There is more footage of that, which I'll be getting. And I'll, I'll send that to you once I get it Oh, posted. cool. Very cool. So my recommendation is for you to check out the Adobe Max Keynotes. Now, you can find these actually on Adobe's channel on YouTube. Um, the channel is Adobe Creative Cloud. And there's actually two different keynotes. They had two different keynotes. The first keynote is more of a general keynote, and they kind of show off the flagship apps and what some of the new updates are to those flagship apps, specifically InDesign, Photoshop. Um, I don't use XD, but XD had some really interesting updates, and one that really caught my eye, or my ear, I guess I would say, is that they now have voice in there as well. So if you're wow. developing an app and you want that app to be able to have access through an Adobe, or no, sorry, a, an Alexa-type device or an Amazon device or, or other ones, you can actually build that into XD now. It was really interesting to see how they did that. Um, they, they, had some, they had an interesting kind of beta one that they put out, and... That one kind of caught my eye because it was playing with it. It's the easiest way to describe it is it's a better drawing tool than say Illustrator or Photoshop separately. Wow! It is specifically for people who are illustrators or painters, and they brought in and I honestly I forgot the guy's name who was this big Photoshop brush developer, and he showed off how it worked and. It works with both vector and raster. That think, blew my mind. I think that's the funny thing about um, Corel Draw. I think has always been the better sketching type artist app. Yeah, and it sounds like they're bringing in some of that ability into. Yeah, and and it was interesting because not only does it have vector brushes and raster brushes, but now it has live brushes, which were incredible to see when painting. So you can paint on watercolors and it behaves ultra-realistically like water. They did ones with paint where you could change the thickness of the paint and the way that actually worked. Now, all of this was done on an iPad. So Oh, yeah, because the iPads the have the pressure sensitivity Yeah, it has the well. pre pressure sensitivity and stuff like that. So, But what led into that app is the announcement that a lot of people are talking about and have been talking about, which is a full-blown Photoshop on iPad. I am still very, very skeptical of this because Photoshop is a ridiculous tool. And I, I, you, could, you could have the best Photoshop user in the world and there's going to be something in there that they have never used. It, it is a very robust program and for them to bring that to iPad and claim it's the full version to iPad I don't know I'm intrigued but, so am I 
But the demo they did, wow. The way they handle, because you figure if you're on an iPad, even if you're on that ridiculous 13-inch iPad, you're limited in space, screen space. It was really cool how they utilized pop-outs, how they utilized different ways to intuitively get the tools in front of you that you need. So when you would select a certain tool, the like secondary functions of it would show up at the bottom. It had multi-touch too, which was really cool. So you could actually set your multi-touch or your touch point to be the opposite tool. So say you were drawing a line and then you wanted to erase it. You could actually have the touch where you would touch and it turns into the eraser right there. So it's a much smoother, much faster way to work. And I think that's the thing that they're really looking at is how can we speed up things? What I'm interested in is, okay, Adobe, okay, Apple, because Apple was there. They, uh, Schiller was there for the, which I thought that was a whole interesting thing to it. I'll talk about that in a second. Now, this is all the first keynote. I haven't watched the second one yet. And the second one had Ron Stewart and a bunch of other big celebrities that come and talk and then just to add to it they actually have what they call sneak peeks which are like what they think they're gonna do with a tool or mm -hmm. stuff people have talked about that they really want to happen and it's kind of like hey we might do this check this out and usually what that does is if enough people go holy cow man absolutely you need to do that then it ends up being put in the program but cool. anyway so they the first keynote was really interesting because it got into specific apps and stuff, but the Photoshop stuff for iPad, I think, is going to lead to possibly, and I know a lot of Apple people don't think it will, a touchscreen Mac. And the reason I say that is because, or we're just going to end up with a 27-inch iPad, one of the two, because at some point, they're going to have to make it bigger. And the fact, I, I have the 10-inch iPad Pro, and I love it. I picked up the 13-inch one, and I was like, this is ridiculous. But I can imagine someone who draws a lot. who And I realized there's the whole Wycom Avenue. They have an awesome product. They've been doing it for a long time. But this iPad stuff is really interesting to see what Apple and Adobe are doing together. The thing that was interesting is when Schiller got on this, on stage, how much it was... We love you guys as creatives. We love you guys as pro creatives. We still have the pro line because we recognize that we need to service you guys. And that was all PR because a lot of creative pros are getting mad at Apple for spending so much of their money and their time and their marketing and everything else and their products for consumers and not prosumers and not pro creatives. And so I thought that was a giant PR move to say, oh, hey, we know you're still here. We have recognized that. So really interesting. But a lot of great information. It's two and a half hours long. And that's the first one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I'm going to run that in the background as I do some work. Absolutely. Because you can listen to it. The same length. At, yeah. And you just every once in a while you say, oh, what's that? You could pause it and see what it is. Yeah. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend that. So I will have... A link to both keynotes, the sneak peeks, and if there's anything else I see that pops up, I'll, I'll have that as well. There's a ton of videos, ton of podcasts, ton of stuff going on right now with all of the new 
updates to Creative Cloud 2019. So definitely check that stuff out to see what the new tools are, what some of the new really cool creative stuff is out there. Mm-hmm. So sorry to go on and on about that, but obviously as Adobe users, this is their big conference and this is their big announcement. So very cool stuff. I look forward to seeing the stuff with like Ron Howard and some of the other celebrities and how they use Creative Cloud. So pretty cool. So do you have anything else before we go and I get this edited? Um, I I think that we should just celebrate the Sox win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's baseball. I am so not a baseball person. All right, fine. <laughs> Truth is, neither am I. Go you Sox. Just, you just happen to live close enough that it matters. That's right. Because <laughs> it's going to screw up your traffic for a while when they have the parade. <laughs> right. Well, I work from home, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, cool. Well, I hope everybody's doing well. And remember, everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star.